G'day, it's Phil here. What happens when you meet somebody briefly and you want to know more because they're really special and they're engaged in remarkable things as a student, as a learner, as a leader. I first met Blessing Akpan around the time of the ReLearn event in 2020. And we knew that we just wanted to know more of her story because we felt that she was an inspiration to so many around her and that she could be an inspiration to those around the world. Since then, she's gone on to do all sorts of remarkable things. I'm really excited that I get to have a series of conversations with her over the next three weeks. I'm really excited. I can't wait. Let's go. Before you start your conversation with today's Game Changers special series guest, Phil, can you share with our audience a little insight into our special series sponsor? Sure thing, Adriano. EDAPT provides educators with an easier, more meaningful way to check in with each student and know them on a deeper level. Find out more at edapt.education forward slash Game Changers. That's edapt.education forward slash Game Changers. Let's go. Hello, Blessing. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thank you. That's great. Where are you today, Blessing? I'm in Fitzroy in, in Melbourne in Australia. Where are you? I am in Uyo, Aquabum States here in Nigeria. Okay. And do you want to tell me a little bit about, is that, is that your home? Is that where you're from? Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So I, this is, is actually where I live. I'm from Aquabum, but in another local government. But I live in the city center. I live in the city capital. So it's basically where I grew up from. So I grew up here. My primary school was here. My secondary school was here as well. I'm now in university, still in the same city capital. So you're a local girl. You've spent a lifetime living in a particular community. Is that right? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a local girl because uh, I've had the opportunity to travel out of the states, out of the country, so. Well then, well then, so you're a global citizen as well as being a local girl. Yeah. Terrific. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity of sharing your journey. Can you tell me a little bit about your city? What type of place is it? Can you tell me a little bit about the region that you're from? Paint a picture for the listeners, if you can. Okay, so I live in Uyo, uh, which is the... Um, kind of a city center for Aquabum State. And um, it's a very peaceful city. And, uh, you know, there's not much traffic, not much traffic, you know, in respect to other states in Nigeria. So it's very calm. And we are actually known for our good roads. So wherever you come from, whichever states, when once you get Uyo, you will know that you are actually in Uyo because we have serene environment. We have good roads. Uh, the major roads are tired and are very uh, okay to drive on. And then we have um, some places of interest, like we have the Ibom Tropicana uh, Entertainment Center, where we have um, the cinema as well. And then we have malls, we have uh, eateries, we have the playground. We have, I, I'm, I'm actually not much of a person that goes out a lot, but. I, whenever I just want to unwind, I go to one of these places. So, and most especially our food. Yes, a lot of people love coming to our city because of, of the delicious food we have. Now you're talking, um, come on now, you're going to have to tell me more about this food. 
okay so a lot of people from different ethnic groups just whenever they come to you they will just be like i want to eat a fang soup i want to eat edikai kong i want to eat atama and all of that so our food is it's it's really really delicious really nice and we have people who know how to prepare them uh yeah we know people how to prepare Pay them a lot of households on Saturdays. They prepare soups, and it's 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 always quite exciting. And um, it's also what is of note that uh, my we have very hospitable people here. So people are generally nice. So it's 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 people find it so comforting because when you come here, you feel safe. You know, you 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 may lose your way or you don't know where you're going. But when once you just meet someone, tell this person, oh, I'm going to this place. I don't know where it is. Uh, you easily find your way because we have very nice people who just they will not mind telling you, oh, this is where you're supposed to go or this is where you're supposed to find a way. Yeah, that's it. So the reason why I'm so interested in all of this, so so I know that you are in line for one of the elite awards in the world, the, the, the Global Student of the Year at the moment. And I'm really interested in exploring your journey towards becoming the sort of person who's in line for that sort of thing. So, I, 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 you, you know, I was lucky when I was seven years old to win the prize for my soccer team of being the, the, the boy who had the best attendance, which meant that my mum got me to more games than any other boy around that. I've never been in line for a prize like that. So I'm, I'm really interested in knowing the person and to know the person, I think you need to know where they come from because to achieve our purpose, we need to have a sense of our place and our people that encourages us to have a sense of belonging. So I'm really, I'm really, really interested in this, in this place. Tell me about your family when, and, and the family that you came from. Okay, I pretty come from a very interesting family. So we are basically five, and they are really amazing. So my brothers are quite witty, and one of them is a um, smartphone photographer and graphics design. So we we tend to encourage each other a lot and i think uh, uh if i really do not have like i feel i do not really have a support from the world which i know i have i think one of the things that really give me sense of fulfillment is the fact that i get a lot of support for my family so everyone wants me to succeed everyone wants me to thrive and they look out for me and they always find a way or two to make me feel like I belong somewhere. So my family is just that of growth. Everyone is growing. My father, my mother, my siblings, we are all growing. I will just make sure that we look out for each other. When did you, when did you first get that sense that you were a member of a family who were all growing? <laughs> I think basically when I, when I grew to the point that I, I realized myself, yeah, I don't know, maybe five, maybe six, maybe, you know, you know. I, I remember when I still have this picture of my mind when I wanted to go to school, uh, myself and my sister, I wanted to go to school and my dad was just driving a bike. So rain was falling heavily. So he put kind of um, a tarpaulin over our head to cover us to cover us so the rain wouldn't touch us while he took us to school. But the rain was actually falling on him. So he didn't mind being beaten by the rain to, just to make sure that we are covered. So I've, I also remember a lot of awesome other amazing things my parents have done just to make sure that we actually get the best of education and also get supported, not just 
having education. So I think when I go to the point that oh, I realized myself, I was able to differentiate from the good from the bad, then I, I, I could see all of things my father have done, my mother have done, and it tells me, it's it communicates to me that someone really cares, that my family cares, they want to see us succeed, they want to see us stand out there, despite the fact that, oh, we are not like, um, how do I call it, the higher class in the society, just average. And uh, my father just, every time he lets me know that it doesn't matter where you come from, but where you are headed. So that motivation has really, Help me as really it's 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 one of the reasons why I am where I am today because I feel that if I had grown up and then I made a father who was just like oh you just have to behave anyhow you you just have to you don't really have to care and I don't think I would have gotten here but my father just uh he's quite a disciplinarian though and he just let us know that uh, when once you are focused you get everything every single thing you want out of life. And I think his, his, his advice, his, his guidance has really helped me, not just me, my siblings, and has created uh, a whole lot of safe space for all of us. So, so if I can start to pull apart the pieces of this, because in many ways, I, I see you as a case study of a really successful learner that, that in many ways we can use to illustrate all of the sorts of stuff that we're learning about successful learning around the world. You come from a family which believes strongly in growth and in learning. You come from a family where there's a very clear sense of what is right and what is wrong and what's important in life. There's some pretty strict guidelines about expectations and about standards and about aiming high. And you come from an environment which it, where, where there's a strong culture associated with people in their place um, that you, you, you want to build a good place for each other. Have I, am, I, am I on the right track here? Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that blessing. Um, tell me about your early days at school in primary school. What was that like? I think you can just remember just a little. I think my early days in primary school was just me trying to be a normal kid. Yeah, I remember there were times that I had uh, an amazing experience and there were times that I, I had not so amazing experience. But one of the things that stood out for me uh, was that despite the fact that I felt, at a point I felt like I really just wasn't cut out for a lot of things, you know, I wasn't cut out for stages, I wasn't cut out for extracurricular activities. I still find myself just pushing. I find myself pushing. And I, I, you know, back then in primary school, I was just this hefty kind of kid, you know, probably. And then and I saw myself pushing through activities that even someone with uh, my physical features wouldn't. Like going for races, coming out uh, great. You know, I, I think my my can-do spirit and um, perseverance started back then in primary school. You know, going for things that people tell me, oh, you won't, you 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 can't pull pull through this. So, also, back in my primary school, I wasn't really outspoken, but I kept pushing. You know, there are times that I would just tell my teacher, I want to read the news. You know, in primary schools, uh, in the morning, students are called up upon to read news. So I just tell my teacher I want to read news. So generally, it was exciting, exciting because 
I was just st so stubborn when it has to do with achieving some some stuff, achieving, making sure that I I do not allow something to pass me, making sure that I engage in extracurricular activities, making sure that um, I don't just stand aside. And then uh, my primary school days, it was some at some point it was a little bit sad because I think I stayed back from school in a, a session because there wasn't um I didn't have the school fees. My parents couldn't afford yeah, the yeah. school fees. Yeah. And then he one thing about my father is, was that he wouldn't allow us to go to a government primary school. So no matter how hard it was, so he just had to make us pause for a while. And then we just we went back. And throughout my primary school days, I didn't have a single textbook. I didn't have a single textbook. I think I had exercise books, but yeah, I find myself writing five or four subjects on one exercise book. And uh, it's I don't know if it really bothered me then, but just sitting down reflecting on those things made me think about a lot of things. And despite all of those things, I didn't, I was just, I was one of the best students. Yes. So, so let me, let me just jump in there for a moment, Blessing, because there's so much that you're telling in the story. And again, I, I just want to pull out some of the features of it. I want to ask you a couple of questions about the first part of that story there, where you were talking about your can-do spirit and you were talking about the stuff that was inside you, but then also the people who would say, oh, you can't do that, et cetera, et cetera. Do you find that you are motivated to do things more because of what's inside you or because of what other people say towards you? Or is it a combination of both? Tell me how that works for you. I think I'm someone who is really self-motivated. Yeah, I have this uh, intrinsic motivation in me because I... I think along the line, I've got lots of discouragement from people whether through their actions and words, but somehow I just get to have this voice within me telling me, you are not all of what they say, you can do it, or come on, you can do it. So I think I'm more of someone who is intrinsically motivated. Okay. And and has that always been the way for you? Is it is it always just something that was always inside bubbling up? I think sitting back to reflect on my journey, I think it all, I, I just get to figure out that it's, it's always been there. You know, trying to imagine why things are happening, why this happened, like trying to link um, incidents together. And I realized that I'm just someone who is just self-motivated. I don't know if it used to happen, if it usually happened uh, before, I got into primary school, or if I was when I was way sure. younger. From that point, that I, I I was I could easily do stuff because I felt like I was I was going to succeed in it. I I was I was going to do it. Sure thing. The second part of your story, blessing. You, you know, you're talking about your father's determination that you were not you were going to go to a good school. And that that needed school fees, and there's obviously not a lot of money around, and so on. D do you find that when times are tough, you need that adversity to to become better? Does it? Do, do you find that you grow in character through adversity? Uh, I think when I realized that maybe my my family we are faced with difficulties, or personally when I'm faced with difficulties, I tend to tell myself every time that it's just for a while. I think 
well growing up it's just it's just been my father projecting that when you are faced with difficulties it doesn't last for a long time so what i'm hearing you saying therefore blessing is that when times get tough you work out what needs to get done and you use that as an encouragement to keep moving forward um you seem to have lots and lots of energy tell me tell me a little bit about uh, what high school was like for you okay uh well high school was so exciting like it was it was a period where i really i really discovered myself it was a period where i really discovered my talent i really discovered that i was called into teaching so basically i when i left my primary school i graduated from primary school i was supposed to attend uh one of the prestigious schools in the city and i sat for an entrance examination but unfortunately i couldn't i the results came out and i passed i couldn't because like usual the wasn't money so my parents just told me i should go to government school here in, in the city that uh maybe when i get to senior secondary i would go to the school i've always wanted to but i just i felt really bad i felt really sad because i just wanted to go to that particular school but i think sometimes things happen for a reason and um i was sad but i just have to just let it be just let it be and then i just had to blend in the school and a lot of things went well and then i realized that i just love standing in front of people to talk i just <laughs> love addressing <laughs> i just love addressing people i just love i just love coordinating i just love leading the team and then when i got to my senior secondary i uh, was made the assembly prefect i was actually a day student in us in the school back then we have the brothers who live in the school and we have a day student and usually the day students are not given prefect because they would not be available for all the school work coordination but i was given an exception i was given a prefect which assembly prefect and it was kind of a dream come true first it was actually uh somehow for me because i felt like the first two weeks i felt really nervous because getting to stand in front of students to talk and address them but i just got a hang of it and it was i was good and my teachers were so excited like before they arrived to school i would be the first to be there and i took my responsibility seriously and then i got to represent the school in different competitions outside the states and in the states as well quiz uh, essay competition and then i was also in the cultural uh, group i dance and i think i did lots of i can't really recall mention a lot of things but i knew i did a lot of things in school i explored every aspect of me i'm someone that just loves exploring i just explored every talent every aspect and that was when i realized that i was called to teach i was just called to be in front of people to address to be with kids every time oh, that's 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 interesting what subjects were your favorite subjects at school my favorite subject was literature of course it was you're a person of words aren't you yeah it was literature in english i think english also and that was also why i i i was one of the best students in my school i was the overall best student in literature and i got a gift from my teacher wonderful wonderful what was the gift Okay she gave me a textbook and higher education and then a math set. Wonderful. Excellent. What books 
did you read when you were a girl at school that were really important to you? Okay, uh, I read lots of books, especially literature. I, I read The Black Boy. Mm -hmm. I read The Black Boy. I read um, First List by Amadako. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think most of the books I read really helped me really understand the society better. And then I read Othello by William Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I uh, read Even One Child. I'm just trying to recall all the books, but those are the sure books thing. that are really outstanding, outstanding what, for me, especially Festivals. What makes them outstanding? What makes those books stand out in your mind? Okay, what makes them outstanding is the theme in the book. Yes, the theme in the book and the, the social issues surrounding the storyline. Yes, for example, in Festivals by Amadako talks about uh, an absentee father talks about the injustice in the society uh, against the uh, people who do not really have a voice. So it talks about the fact that no matter who we are, we just have to make sure that we stand up for people. And even as parents, the parents have a lot of, they have, parents have roles as, as people, as guardians to their children. So, so let me paint a picture of you as a student. We started with you as a young student with a can-do spirit from a family where there are strong values and high expectations and strong will and strong purpose all the way through. And as you grow into an older student, you start to discover what that specific purpose is. Um, and you, you love standing up and talking in front of people. You love, it's clear that you love teaching, but there's, there's something strong that sits behind that, which is a social purpose, isn't there? There's, there's this idea of helping people and standing up for people. Um, you did some work, um, uh, when you were younger in widows and orphans empowerment tell me about that a little bit okay uh that was my first official voluntary uh work i think i remember when after graduating from school i wanted to work at all costs i didn't just want to be to be lazy i remember telling my mom that oh i did this particular person that wants to needs a sales girl my mom said no that's not where I fit in that's not where I shouldn't go I shouldn't I can't I, I'm not I can't be a sales girl so my mom was just advising against it that I shouldn't and then one day I was just at a place called plaza in my city I was just just standing there just one a man just walked up to me and just asked me if I would like to work in a non-profit organization I just looked at him again I was I was scared at first how old were you at this point in time? Okay, I was I was 18. I think 18, 18 gets into 19. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was scared because it's just a very busy place. So it's he it now told me I should come to a particular place. He gave me a location. I should come to that place that he wants if I can act as an assistant documentary officer with him. Uh, with him in that office. I just told him yes. He just told me to come to a particular place. I was I was skeptical about it. I, how can someone just walk up to you and then tell you it has to work for you and you should come to a particular place? I was skeptical when I went to my told my mom about it. So I told her the location. She was also skeptical about it, but she said, okay, no problem. And then I made sure that I I was I was really safety conscious. <laughs> so I went there and um I met him. I met everyone in the office and people were busy working. And uh, I, he introduced me to people there. And that day I started working as an assistant documentation officer. 
And that was go. how I said widows and orphans in primary civilization. And um, that was where I learned data entry. That was where I learned documentation. That was where I learned negotiation. That was where I learned case management. And also I learned about um, engagements with um, community leaders. And um, I, I, I served there for like two years, two, I think two years. And um, from documentary, uh, assistant documentary officer, I, I, I also was, because we have community volunteers as well. We have those who stay in the office so that when those uh, in the community come back with fails after engaging the, the students, uh, sorry, the orphans and then the widows, we have to enter the data into the computer. So I was really good with the computer. In one day, I could enter over 1,500 details on the computer. So the people in the office were like, wow, that they've never seen someone like a young girl so focused and, and so determined. So I, I was always invited to enter lots of data. So working there was really, really exciting for me because it gave me a lot of experience. I think from there also, I learned how to use the photocopy machine. Very important skill when you're early in your career, you've got to get across the detail and learn how to use the copier. Every one of us has gone through that process. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I, also, I also met with a lot of um, professionals yep. in the office who worked with me. And I was really, really excited because I got to learn a whole lot from them. I got to follow them to the community, although I my work was to be in the office, to work in the office, but I got to follow them in, to the community for, for case management, for, mm -hmm. for meetings with other yep. community volunteers. And, and this is after you left school? Yes, this is after, immediately after I finished my secondary school. You went into this volunteer organization and you, you, you started working and so on. How soon after that did you go to university? I started my university in 2018. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think immediately after, when I had admission was when I left the nonprofit organization. Yep. So I told them I, was, I, I had admission, so I can just juggle both at the same time. So I just told them I was going to, I was exiting. So, You know, we've, we've tracked your story from your early days into your high school days and then into the first opportunity you had to take that sense of purpose, that sense of wanting to do things and stand up for other people that you explored in your study of literature when you were younger and, and put it into practice in your town. Do you know, I think now might be a good time for us just to pause here, Blessing. I think this has been a really, really good first part of the story. I can't wait to then explore in the second part of the story with our listeners, all the other things that you start doing because there's amazing things that you're doing in your life all around about this time. So um, thank you. I'm, I'm really you. glad that we started this conversation with you and I can't wait for the next one. Thank you. Game Changers is a podcast for those who want to change the game of school. Produced by Oliver Cummins for Orbital Productions and powered by a school for tomorrow, Game Changers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. Let's go.